and a pleasure now to be joined here on Jabbing Out by one of my favorite people in all of pro wrestling. She was part of maybe the greatest faction in pro wrestling history and still podcasts as part of that faction to this day. Most importantly, she's going to be in our neck of the woods this Saturday in Millersville for Baltimore Celeb Fest where you can meet her and the rest of the Grade 8 stable like our buddy, buddy Brian Cage who we chatted with last week. You can meet all eight of them for just 200 bucks by going to grade8smemorabilia.com with the number 8, grade8smemorabilia.com. Eight pictures, eight autographs with stars like Velvet Sky, who joins us right now. Velvet, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. Wow, that was a hell of an introduction, I must say. Thank you so so much for that introduction. It's, it's all downhill from here, unfortunately. Now it's just stumbling and me saying, you're so great, you're so aw, and no real energy. It's just that was the highlight of everything we're going to do here. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you having me on today. It's so good to k- chat with you. I have so much I want to cover with you, but i got to start because Brian actually let me in. When he was in on the show last week, he said that you, like he, are Oreo-obsessed, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, to the point where whenever I go to meet and greets, I mean, I don't ever ask fans to bring me Oreos. They just, like, I, I tweet about it. I guess I've tweeted about Oreos so much in the past. Um, and fans, you know, I have such a loyal, wonderful following. So whenever I do appearances, I leave with, I'm not even kidding you, like, dozens of packs of, like, family-sized Oreos. That's- just like this past weekend in New York. I do signing in New York. And, like, every other person bought me a pack of Oreos. Um, some were family size, some were regular size. Some people even brought me like two or three family size packs. So I came home with like, I, I, I don't even know, like the, probably two dozen packs of Oreos. So Okay, wait. So is the message to the folks in our neck of the woods, don't bring Oreos on Saturday because we've got too many? Or is there no such thing at this point in your life as too many Oreos? Oh, there's no such thing. Okay, all right, all right. That's important. That's very <laughs> important. The Okay, so now what I need to know, and, and Brian and I were talking about this a lot, are, are you a particular flavor Oreo person? Or are you like we are? Like one of the things that we always do is the moment... We know there's a new flavor. We immediately, someone is responsible for bringing it in studio and making sure we try every flavor that gets released. Where are you with the insane numbers of flavors that exist now in the Oreo family? Okay, so my all-time favorite, and most people will say, oh, that's boring, but it's just my all-time favorite, is just the plain old double stuff. It's not too much There's nothing wrong with that. They're amazing. <laughs> yeah, like... So the regular ones don't, like, before Oreo started making, like, a plethora of just different flavors, I feel like every other day, um, I was fine with just, like, the plain Oreos. I've always loved Oreos my entire life, you know, and I've just always been obsessed with them. But then when they came out with double stuff, I can never look at regular Oreos the same anymore because it's like, ooh, I can't. Right. Why would I choose, (laughs) why would I purposefully choose less Stuff right, in my right. Oreo, right. Don't get me wrong. I would never turn down, you know, a regular Oreo. But, like, the double stuff has my heart. And I will say, yes, I am one of those people that when all the different flavors were coming out, like, I had to, like, be the first to try it. I haven't lately because I feel like, and I love Oreos, so I don't mean any, like, bad when I say this. I just feel like at this point they might be overdoing it just a little bit with the yeah. flavor. Okay, you're not <laughs> wrong about that, but every now and then, boy, this is going to be the second consecutive week that we're going to end up talking about this. Like, I I had no idea. We had a buddy uh, named Vernon Davis who played for the Redskins for a little while, and he came yeah. in studio with us, and he knew about our Oreo thing. 
and he brought us the blueberry pie Oreos. And when he did, I said, just toss them in the trash can. There is no need. Who has asked for a blueberry pie Oreo? And then you took a bite and said, my God, cancel blueberry pie. There should be no more blueberry pie. There should just be blueberry Oreos because they're that good. So every now and then I feel like you run into one that accidentally is amazing. But overall, I've gotten to that point where I'm not... I don't feel the same need anymore. Like, we've done everything. The, the, now yeah. it's just it's just finding a different way of describing the same thing. Like, you did a peanut butter Oreo. Now you're like, I want to do peanut butter pie Oreo. Like, how is that uh, any different than the last thing you did? It's the same thing. You know what it is? between? Okay, the difference between the peanut butter Oreo and the peanut butter pie Oreo is just the marketing. Right. It's all exactly. Thank you. That's, that's really all it is. It's the same flavor. They taste exactly the same. But, like, Oreos, it's brilliant on Oreos. And because it's, like... They put out a plain peanut butter, but then they put out peanut butter pie, which is the same thing. But people like yep, Oreo fans. D- dummies like me are going to race to the stores. I got to have it exactly right because I'm a and, rube. Yeah, well, me too. But the only difference is, is just it's just the packaging. It's marketing brilliance, actually. And I have a degree in advertising and marketing and advertising. So, like, I recognize stuff like that when, when you know, when customers maybe taken advantage of might be the wrong word, but taken advantage of yeah yes like i read stuff like that like okay it's the same product but it's just got a different label on it you know it's the same exact thing but I, you know that oreo because they gotta you know they're making their money they're doing their thing um i will say though these only i don't think they make them anymore but i feel like they came out at christmas time the peppermint bark ones were i so remember i remember yep yep i, I remember that those Okay, the last one on the Oreos, because then we, we should probably talk about wrestling at some point. Although, honestly, we could just do this show for an hour. I would be quite fine with it. I want to make that very clear, Velvet Sky. Um, you, you know, the, you say you're a, a double stuff fan. When they did the most stuff Oreo. No. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, do you know why? Why? I don't mean to cut you off, but I have to just say this. Okay, I was like... Since I like the double stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way I'm not going to like the most stuff, right? So as soon as they came out, I went to, like, every store in my area, and a lot of them didn't have them yet. So um, finally, I found one um, in my in my local grocery store when it, um, when it finally hit, and I went and I got a pack, and I didn't even make it home. Like, I got in the truck, and I'm like, okay, I don't even want to wait till I get home. I want to, like, was, I'm going to tell you, they were disgusting oh, and I'm gonna tell you oh no no I'm gonna tell you why this is this is just my opinion okay okay it tasted like okay we all know what the cream in Oreo tastes like right we all it's just that it's it's, it's happiness thing. joy and childhood I think all wrapped up into one flavor right. but it has a distinct signature flavor in yep. my opinion okay yep. I feel like the most stuff it didn't have the same flavor it was like a completely different recipe so I took a bite and I was like okay I taste the chocolate part tasted the same but the cream part tasted completely it just tasted like sugar it didn't taste like not that the original cream in the Oreo doesn't taste like sugar but it didn't have that signature Oreo cream flavor to it so I was like all right let me try another one nope it was the same thing, and I was I was so disappointed because I wanted to like them. Yep. But it didn't like to me. Like I said, it just didn't have. It was like a different recipe for the cream. The, the, I don't know what they did. You know what? I, I think it feels like we need to do an entire show about this controversy and see if we can't get to the bottom of it. Like maybe pull in like a complete investigative team to figure out Absolutely. what happened with the most. I feel like we the the world needs this Velvet Sky. I think they, we need to do like 
one night we need to just just do like a Zoom call and we just have our like favorite, like maybe fifty packs of Oreos. Yes, I said five zero. Yeah. In front of and we just do Oreo taste tests and we sample and we kind of give our feedback and our reviews and by the end we'll probably all throw up but it'll be worth For it. the world, I'm willing to do that. For the betterment <laughs> of society, I need you to know Velvet Sky, I'm willing to do that with you. I Let's will make that it. sacrifice. Let's look it. Let's do it. Velvet Sky <laughs> is with us. Again, the beautiful people will be part of Baltimore Celeb Fest on Saturday and you can go right now to great8smemorabilia.com. You can meet both. Velvet Angelina for just 60 bucks, or as I said, the entire stable for 208 pictures and autographs, which is an absurd deal. If you've been to any of these events, you know that's not happening anywhere. Velvet, all right, so, so you mentioned you've got incredible fans. Um, yeah. uh, how do I say this? You are uh, a very popular, very attractive person. You are, are well-known and well-liked. I am sure you meet some interesting people when you go out and do these types of events. Give me the uh, appropriate thing to say when you meet Velvet Sky on Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest. And maybe, hey, let's not do this when you come say hello to Velvet Sky on Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest. You know what? I really don't have any do's or don'ts or rules or anything. I'm so chill. I'm probably one of the most chill, laid-back people, like, anyone will ever meet. And, like, the way I am with fans... Like, that's not just, you know, Velvet Sky putting on a show. That's how I am in real life. There's no, like, there's really no difference, like, set, like difference between Velvet and Jamie when it comes to how fans see me in person. It's the same welcoming, warm personality. And I will say, like, fans are very receptive to that. And in return, like, I really don't get... That's great. Like, disrespectful fans oh. or out-of-hand fans, anything like that. Um, the only thing... This is the only thing, and, and God bless them, they don't realize it. It's just, <laughs> this is the only thing that kind of bothers me, and it's nobody's fault, but it, it, it bothers me. So, in the summertime, when people wear tank tops, mm. and mm. we do a lot of things, and, um, you know, I'm 5'5", five five, so I'm not short, but I'm not particularly tall either, but, um, so... You know, I have mostly male fans that come to my meet and greets. There's women in there too, but as you know, it's mostly male. By the way, and that's that's a pro wrestling thing. Let's make that clear. That's not. Yeah. You know, there's there's probably about more males than there are in Brian Cage's line too, for what it's worth. Oh, for sure, for sure. So with that being said, in the summertime when it's very hot outside and fans show up and they're wearing tank tops. Now, when I take pictures with fans, I'm very, very fan-friendly. I'll let them, like, I have no problem with them putting their arm around me. I'll put my arm around them, too. That's cool. I have no problem with that. So, with that being said, is when these fans, you know, when they come to see me with tank tops on in the summertime and they're sweating and they put their arm around me, uh, their arm, their armpit rests on my shoulder. Uh, uh, and so, if it's, the, if it's summertime and they're wearing a tank top... I'm most likely wearing a tank top too, so they don't know it. And I'm not making fun of anybody, but this is just this is the, my, my one problem that I have because I, then you know we take the picture and I feel the the hot squishiness on my yeah, on my shoulder. Yeah, and then the picture's over, and my my shoulder always smells like bo. Or, I, I always know, feel but, bad, like, and you know a thing or two about the MCW arena uh, here locally. I'll walk in for a show and I'll look at somebody that might be sitting in the same row and I'll be like, oh no. Oh no, because it gets really hot in that room really quickly, really quickly, especially when you talk about those summer shows. 
and you're like, oh, God, this is what I'm doing for the rest of the night. I also feel like it's 2021. Doesn't every, like, I, I'm not, um, I'm not that large. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a tiny man, but I'm not, I'm a, an average sized human being. I know, but I carry some dude wipes in my car with me because we all deal with this, no matter what your I, size is. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about heavy set fans. Yeah. I'm talking about even teeny tiny ones. If, if, okay, so if they're taller than me, obviously, yep. you know, when they put their arm around me, naturally, you know, their their armpit is going to be on my shoulder because that's just like they're taller than yeah. me. Yeah. So, so it could be a skinny fan taller than me or a larger fan taller than yep. me. There's no weight difference when it comes to what I'm saying because yep. it's happened so many times. And, like, when they walk away, I don't say anything. I never embarrass them or make a face because I don't do that. I want everyone to feel welcome when they come to see me. But, like, when they walk away, I just have this puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable for everybody involved. Just bring you know some... I mean? So, I mean, that's really the only, like, I wouldn't say rule, because there's no, no, I'm not, I don't want to deter anybody. Wear whatever you want. Like, right. just make sure your aren't, aren't swampy when you come to right. the Just please bring, bring some wipes. They, they're available anywhere. Go get yourself some wipes. It's, it's I okay. I don't think they realize it. I don't think they realize it, because it's not like, I don't know. I feel like when they're standing in line, they don't know how we're going to pose. Yeah, you know what I mean? sure, Like, I'm sure. so welcoming, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, so I'll grab them and I'll put my arm around them. And if they're taller, obviously, like I said, they put their arm around my neck and their uh, their armpit naturally with the, the, the height difference, naturally the armpit just rests on my shoulder. Nine times out of ten, it's my bare shoulder, which I'd rather have it be my bare shoulder because I could easily wipe it off. If sure, shirt, sure. It would stick into the threads and yeah. the smell would yeah. So. Oh, man. All right. So, that's that's all. That's it. That's it. Just try to to be re- be recognized. Recognize it happens to all of us. It happens to. Yeah. I mean, my God. Some places. I, I lived in Arizona for a couple years, Velvet, and and you just had to learn to live with the swamp ass when you were out there. It was the way that it worked. But you gotta, you know, just think about that when you're in close quarters with someone that you're excited to meet. Just try, if you can, be a little respectful about that. I think that's good advice, not just for you and, say, Saturday, but for life. I think for yeah. all of humanity, good advice. And again, it's, nobody's, it's not their fault. I'm not, like, you know, <laughs> making anybody uncomfortable. Or no, anybody. no, no, no. Make that very clear. Yeah, there really are no, like, rules. It's like, come to my signing. We're going to laugh, we're going to joke, we're going to act silly, we're going to have fun, we're going to have a good time. I always make everybody feel so welcome, so there really is no do's and don'ts when it comes to me, you know, other than other than the armpit thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one. That's just the one. And it's, you know what, it's fair. It's more than a little fair for that yeah. to be the one. All right, Velva, take me back to the first, the, 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 the original thought of the beautiful people concept. And if I would have told you in tw- that in 2021 it would still be part of your identity. It would still linger to today. It would mean a significant deal to all of professional wrestling fans. We're going back, you know, I don't, I, not, not to age anyone in this process, but we're going back a decade and a half or so. Like, oh, 14 years. Yeah. yeah. What would you have said to me at that point if everyone would have said, the, the beautiful people will still matter. It will still be a concept that matters 15 years from now. You know, I, I say this very humbly as well, um, and I would have, if you had asked me this at the peak of um, Angelina and I's Beautiful People career, then I would have been more um, upfront about my answer, and I would say, I would expect it. Right. Um, and I'm very, being very humble about that, because 
what Angelina and I had together, like our chemistry and what we did and have accomplished together as the beautiful people, I mean, it was a very special thing. And we were, um, again, I'm, I'm not putting myself over. I'm answering the question. I'm very humble with my answers. But, you know, you're asking the question, yep. so I'm telling you. Yep. Um, you know, we were very, we were the highest rated act on the show. Yep. For, like, week after week. Um, and the numbers proved it. I'm not this isn't something that I'm making up. This is ratings. Like, the numbers. Vince Russo was a numbers guy. He went by the numbers. And that's kind of why he featured a lot of um, the knockouts on the show all the time. It's not just Angelina and I that were the highest rated. It was the knockouts, too. But, you know, luckily for us, our segments were always the highest rated on the show. So at the peak of the, the, the Beautiful People career with Angelina and myself, I mean, we were, like, hot. I mean, and, I mean, we just continued to, even after TNA, to stay relevant in the public eye, whether that meant, you know, doing autograph signings as the beautiful people, which we still do. We never wanted to, just because we left TNA, the beautiful people didn't die when the two of us left TNA. We knew we had something special from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We had to fight for it in the beginning, not fight tooth and nail, but we had a little bit of the odds were against us um, in the beginning, and they finally gave the ball to us, and we ran with it. But even just because we left TNA doesn't mean we leave the Beautiful People legacy at TNA. We knew what we had. So even after we left, we took it with us. We still continue to travel the globe and do signing. And, you know, we, we stayed relevant because we were able to create that relevancy for ourselves. And not only that, we have such an amazing fan base. Um that we are both so interactive with on social media. So I feel like that has helped us stay relevant um, at this day and time too, because I'm very easily accessible um, on Twitter and Instagram. If you know, I'm, I'm very fan friendly. So is she. And the fans like, they notice that they appreciate that. And that's why we still have like the, the following and the loyalty that we have to this day. We worked for this. It's not like we didn't sit back and just, you know, let it happen. Like we worked to keep ourselves out there in the public eye. Um, I feel like if we had just gotten lazy and when we left TNA had just say, hey, you know, we had a good run, but let's put it to rest. Sure. Then no, my feelings today, we wouldn't probably wouldn't be sitting here today having this conversation about the beautiful people 14 years later. But, 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 but we you were able to do that. But when, when it, when in the initial moment, did you have any clue? Like, did you have any clue of, this could be something that could work for a really long time? Or did you think then, like, okay, you know, it, it's what what I'm going to do right now and we'll make the most of it? No, we both knew. Yeah. We both knew. Like I said, especially, I would say, in, like, 2000, like 2008, because we started in the fall of 2007. Yeah. But we weren't together as the beautiful people right away. 2008 was such a hot year for her and I. And then going into 2009, it was like it just took off even more where – you know, we were in competition ratings-wise with the guys. We were being put in the main event with yep. the likes of yep. Kurt Angle. You know, yep. we were doing interviews, pre-tapes and, you know, interviews with Sting. You know, they were, we were, like, heavily sought after as a women's faction. And at that time, there really were no other women's factions in wrestling, whether it was, you know, TNA or WWE, that were um, as popular as we were, and I'm saying this again very humbly. It's just, right. we you can, you, when, when, when you're talking about facts, you're allowed to say them. It's just a fact. It's just yeah, what it you is. Know how, like, people just like to put themselves over. And yeah, of like, course. All right, enough already. You're so full of yourself. Right, you know, it's right. Facts. So, so, so when I first got to TNA, 
no. I mean, when when we first got put together, very very first time we got we got put together, they sent us out there as baby faces because they didn't know what kind of reaction we were going to get. Um, we got heat, we got booed right away. Um, it didn't work as baby face um, between the two of us. We weren't the beautiful people yet. Uh, when they sent us out there, when they kind of like repackaged us as kind of like the mean girls and had us go out there as heels, that's when we started to get real heat. And that just caught on and it continued to catch on like wildfire. And once we knew like, oh, this is something great, this is something special, then at that point I'm like, well, both of us were like, this is something, this is our baby. Yeah, your life Beautiful is changing. Yeah. Our baby. It's something that we're going to water, we're going to nurture, and we're going to continue to grow it. So I would say, yeah, around the 2009 mark, her and I just knew, like, we were going to take this beautiful people gimmick and we were just going to, like, keep running with it. And, you know, if it fell off, it fell off. We would have been, um, that's when we would have said, okay, well, we had a good run, but, you know, it's run its course. But it still hasn't run its course. And with her being in Ring of Honor in the Allure and me now being at NWA as a commentator, we still, as the beautiful people, do autograph signings together as we're doing on Saturday. We do this podcast together every week. We're still getting like fans sending us clips on social media of the beautiful people are my favorite tag team of all time, you know, sending us old pictures, sending us old matches without us even having to bring that up. It's the fans. The fans are the ones that have kept us in the spotlight. The fans are the ones that I give credit even though we worked hard for everything we achieved, it's the fans that ultimately have kept the beautiful people gimmick relevant. Because without them, where we wouldn't be, you know, where we where we are. They're the ones that, you know, they're the ones that help make us who we are today. And again, you can meet. Later. Yep, and you can meet Velvet and Angelina Saturday at Baltimore Celeb Fest. Again, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com with a number eight. GreatEightsMemorabilia.com to get your meet and greet tickets for Saturday. I, I know I'm going to have to let you go in a minute, Velvet, but I, I want to. You mentioned you brought up NWA. This is such a wild time for pro wrestling fans because we've never had this much content available to us without having to try all that hard in our lives. Like th- this is unlike anything we've ever seen before, and every company is putting out different programming at all times. It, it, it's a blessing for fans. It, is it at all difficult for promotions? It, it, is it getting crowded, right? Like when we talk about the natural indie scene, it's one thing when you're trying to do a show, You, as I mentioned, you know all about MCW, right? It's one thing to try to get some people to come out to a show on a Saturday in Joppa when it's the only you know game in town, right? If you want to see live wrestling, it's the right. only place to go. It's far different when you're looking for a broader national audience to tune into your show how how difficult is it for you know every every single sort of non when you don't have billions upon dollar billions upon billions of dollars to work with at the top like the big companies do how crowded is it and how difficult is it for for everyone to try to find their own way to stand out and to draw people in for programs like NWA well see that's a good question because it's up to the performer the wrestler as the individual to create their own buzz and um I feel like I'm not being biased when I say this now. I wasn't, I don't, I really kind of, when I, all right, let me just say it this way. I kind of fell off the wrestling bandwagon for a while. I had, you know, my own, I had personal health issues that I was dealing with for about a year and a half. I really stopped watching wrestling. I wasn't really into it anymore. Um, so with that being said, I never 
got a taste of the NWA. I knew of the NWA because, you know, um, I know Billy Corgan very well. I worked with him in TNA. He's the president of NWA. But I never followed their product. Um, when I appeared for them the first time uh, this past March and they put me on the commentary team, I have to say, I'm not being biased. It's just a, it's a, it's a refreshing change from all of the other way wrestling is promoted and, and, and just done out there. Like, it's like, it's that very old school NWA feel. And I like that they have held on to that old school feel because NWA, oh my God, how long has it been around? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Legends have worked there. So, you know, just by nature, it's an old school company and they kept, they, they keep that old school vibe by the way they tape, by the way they do the interviews, you know, in the studio, it's a real personal setting. And I just think that is what makes the NWA kind of stand out amongst, you know, Ring of Honor, WWE, AEW. Not that those companies aren't killing it and doing a great job as well, even though I haven't watched them, but I'm just giving my respect to them, you know. Um, but I look at wrestling at this point like flavors of ice cream. I love ice cream. So if there was just one flavor of ice cream available in the grocery store, I would get sick of it after a while. Yeah, sure. I would, I yep. would eat it, no, yep. no doubt, because yep. ice cream. Right, right. You can only have so right. much chocolate ice cream before you want to have another flavor, before you want to add two flavors or three flavors or whatever the case may be. And that's kind of how I compare it to the wrestling world now. Is it oversaturated? Mm, in my opinion, I would. a lot of people would say yes. I don't think it is because I think the more the better. Competition is healthy, um, and I think that, especially if you're a hardcore, diehard wrestling fan, the more the merrier, you know? There's some, I mean, I feel like every night there's wrestling on, right? Oh, my God. Monday, and then there's Tuesday, I think Tuesday is Impact, and then Wednesday is AEW, and then I don't even know the rest of the week, but, and NWA, again, is that Tuesday as well. So, I don't know. In my, in my opinion, wrestling at this point is like flavors of ice cream. You can never have too many flavors of ice cream. I like I like the way you're and, and except for most stuff Oreo ice cream, we wouldn't want that. We would we oh pass on most Jesus. stuff Oreo ice cream. All right, Velvet. Uh, you have to admit, like, do you do you agree? You don't agree with me for the sake of agreeing because it might just be my taste buds. Does the cream and the most stuff? Taste I have different? to. I have not spent. I never thought about it. I only tried most stuff Oreos once. I'm going to have to do it again. Okay. Again for science. For science, yeah. I'm going to do it again. I want to make that very clear. I will do. I will make this sacrifice, and we will. I will report back to you, and we will have a deeper conversation about the most stuff okay. Oreo. That's a promise. What I would recommend is this: like, grab yourself a pack of double stuff, and grab yourself a pack of the most stuff. Right. Take the top part off, eat a little bit of the cream on the most stuff, and then eat a, bit, eat a little bit of the cream on the double stuff. And tell me the double stuff does not have that more flavor to it. The, the, the most stuff, it just tastes like you're eating, like, just, just sugar. I'm, I'm like on it. No, I promise no you. To it. I am willing. I will spend an entire <laughs> night devouring a pack full of double stuff Oreos and a pack full of most stuff Oreos because it's the right thing to do for humanity. I will do it that. Is. We need to. We need to book this Zoom meeting one Done. night. Done. You and whoever else wants to. I join promise us you. I got. Oh, we can put a crew together. I. I know okay. Cage will do it. Cage will definitely be in to do it with us. He's, we'll have like a huge Oreo party. Fans can watch us. They can join along with us and just eat whatever. I, we will. Just 
we will just be total gluttons that night of Oreos with every flavor, and we'll just eat until we throw up. But we will. It will be for educational purposes, and let's make that yes. very clear. We will be doing educational. this. Correct. <laughs> All right. Let Let me get uh, your plugs in real quick. I, obviously, great. Go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com right now. Unbelievable. The eight of both both Velvet and Angelina, as well as Brian Cage, Lance Archer, Matt Seidel, Diamante. Uh, Flip Gordon, Tessa Blanchard, that's the great eight stable. Meet all of them. Pictures and autographs for 200 bucks at Celeb Fest on Saturday, which is an insane deal. Great eights memorabilia.com with the number eight. Velvet, all the plugs for you, social media, the podcast, everything. What can we get plugs in for? Sure, yeah. And one thing I want to say about Saturday is we'll be there from 11 to 3 p.m. signing. Yep. Um, so as far as my, my plugs go, um, my Twitter, if you're not following me on Twitter, um, it's at VelVelHoller. My Instagram is at SkyIsVelvet. I am very, very fan-friendly and interactive on both of those. I recently joined Cameo, which is, for those who don't know what Cameo is, it's a video site or it's a, it's a website that each, each celebrity has their own page and you, you request personalized video shout-outs for you, for your friend or family member. I mean... Every celebrity in the world is on there. I mean, even like the likes of Snoop Dogg are on there. So, I mean, it's really, really popular. I have a lot of fun recording those videos. My Cameo page is cameo.com forward slash Velvet Sky. I do have, I just recently opened a TikTok page, which I think TikTok is hilarious. Um, my, most of my video, all of my videos on my TikTok page are the humorous side of me that fans don't ever see. Um, my other social media is Twitter, Instagram. It's mostly kind of like the sexy, glamorized, you know, beautiful people velvet side. But my TikTok is. Just I, I'm gonna easy. I'm gonna venture a guess that all of our listeners follow you on Instagram. I'm just going to venture that guess immediately, Yay. velvet. Well, for, for for the goofy, silly side of me, check me out on TikTok.com forward slash at velvelholler. Um, my personal website to get pictures. Autograph pictures, posters, merchandise, stuff like that is it's ratedv.net. And um, you can watch NWA Power every Tuesday at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time by subscribing to NWA Power on Fight TV. That's an app that you download from the App Store yep. and you subscribe to NWA Power. You can watch me, Tim Storm, and Joe Gallus um, call the action every Tuesday. And the beautiful podcast is the last thing beautiful podcast drops on russosbrand.com every Sunday. Um, we, you really don't want to miss this because we, Angelina and I, we don't hold back on what we talk about. We talk about this, that, and everything. And, and I feel like it's different side to us that fans have not seen before as the beautiful people. They're just used to the, you know, beautiful people, hot, sexy, blah, 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 blah. We just talk about anything and everything. We have dance parties. We have drinks. We have food. We, we just get into, like, we're just re- really silly on there. So check us out, Russo'sBrand.com. And I think that's it for all the plugs. I feel like the plugs took longer than the actual That's interview. all right. That's all right. All of it. Again, we're fans, so it's okay. We're good <laughs> with that. Velvet, really, this was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you thank for doing you. this. We can't wait to see you out there Saturday at Celeb Fest. Uh, really enjoyed chatting with you this week. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for having me, and we'll see you this weekend.